0: Today's episode of Your Stories is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, so enjoy the show!
1: Your Stories is a wonderful opportunity to share all the highs and lows of being a nerd.
2: You know that hobby you have that you don't talk to anyone about?
0: Hi everybody, I'm Eric Arno and this is the final stop of the Nerdolog Presents Your Stories on Tour. For the past three months, you've been hearing episodes of this podcast recorded on a two-week journey across the western United States in mid-May of this year. It's been the best time, at least uh, for me. And next week, we return to our regularly recorded Chicago shows, but not before we have one last stop in Minneapolis featuring the return of some Your Story stars, including Drew Yanda, Brad Einstein, and the amazing Claire Friedman. Claire's brother Andrew also makes his first appearance on the show, and Claire and I do a couple tunes. It was so great to reunite with Claire, my former musical partner, uh, for this stop, even though the show itself didn't necessarily go as planned. Uh, You'll hear about that in the episode recording, but it was still an awesome time and a satisfying closer to this whole ordeal, and I'm so grateful that I got to do it. Uh, so with that said, I want to give a gigantic thanks to everyone who facilitated this tour happening in the first place. Of course, that means the nerdalogs who encouraged me to do it, the Chicago Podcast Co-op, whose advertising revenue paid for gas, the lovely people who came to the Chicago Kickoff Show, who paid for my food, and all the friends I stayed with, all the friends who told their friends to go to the show or share stories, everyone who got up on the mic... Jesus, it's really incredible and humbling to think about the number of people who ended up helping me do this, and I am very appreciative, so thank you all. Now, we'll go light on the plugs for this week, but I hope you enjoyed following the tour. Uh, Like I said, we'll be back with regular episodes starting next week. Uh, It's been a blast, guys. Hi, everybody! Hi!
4: So, this
0: is a this is the last show of the Your Stories tour, and it kind of turned into an Our Stories, because you know how people just sometimes don't like to go out and do things? So, hey, we have a great lineup of speakers and storytellers and musicians here, and we're the audience as well, yeah. Oh um, yes. yeah! So yes. let me let me talk about what it is that we're doing, the theme of this show. Maybe people didn't come, because Claire and I brainstormed a really stupid theme, which was Two Across, to America. And the reason that that is the theme is because when Claire. Oh, Claire Friedman is here.
4: Yeah, yeah! So
0: when Claire left Chicago clap. six months ago. Claire for Claire. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. When Claire left Chicago six months ago, the theme of her show was Across America. And when I was planning this tour three weeks ago, which maybe is another reason turned out is Light, uh, Claire was like, or I was like, man, Claire, I'm so mad that you took the theme Across America, because that's perfect. And. I, I said um, cheekily, like, maybe we can do Across America 2 for Minneapolis, because you're going to be there. And Claire just wrote in Gchat, 2 Across 2 America. I don't know if you intended me to actually use that.
6: I didn't, but I'm so happy you
0: <laughs> Yeah, did. I'm like, done. So that's the theme, 2 Across 2 America. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be telling some road stories, and uh, hopefully you guys at home enjoy this. We're going to be making each other laugh. I got some songs, as per huge. Got to send this one out to Mary Beth, because she told me to binge you talking you two to me on the road. And I did, and I went into this trip pretty neutral on YouTube, and I've come out slightly above neutral. And I really like this song, so this is for MB. Uh, thanks, Rainbow Breath for the wreck. It's pretty on point for the theme too.
3: I want to run. I want to hide. I wanna take. Pass. the cities afloat
0: Yeah, some you too. Yeah. Nice shakers from the Freedman Sibs.
6: I handed it to Andrew because he's much better at it than me, and I get off beat really.
0: Do you want to? Do you want to toss it back to him for this one? Oh, oh hell boy. yeah! <laughs> so this is um, come boy. closer to the mic. Oh, this is a follow up to one of the one of my favorite performances I've ever done with Claire, which was Challengers by the New Pornographers. Oh yeah. And right before I left, I was talking to Chris Crotwell about their new album. So shout out to Chris. This is a lot of stuff for people back home. They'll hear it, our digital audience, um, about how good their new album is. And I was like, shit, I really want to play this song. Oh, I'm going to be seeing Claire. Claire my favorite person to do new pornographers with. So here we go. have uh, like some tongue twister lyrics in here.
3: To reveal in such a waste of The but the day is spent kicking the cages are too revealing so committed to your misfortune. But still a cheat is such a waste of a beautiful day.
0: Wish you could be here. Oh boy, these are really bad harmonicas.
4: Nice to see
0: you again, Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, let's hear some stories. We're here for stories. I know everybody here's got stories. Uh, Let's start with this gentleman who did the show before, like a year and a half ago, I think. It was like the first snowfall of 2015. That's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was in November? It was in November. That's right. And you happen to be in Chicago, but he is a Minneapolis native. Give it up for Drew Yanda. Hey. 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 All right, right, well. Um, Cool, so we
2: just just go. Just Just go, yeah. yeah. cool. Right out, nice. Um, Yeah, you've heard this before. Probably. I Um, uh, I have two bits that I do, and this is the second one. Um, (laughs) This is the second one. uh, uh, Cool, so uh, when I lived in Los Angeles, I I shared a studio apartment with this kid named Kevin, Um, and Kevin used to say to me, he'd say, uh, Drew you have a lot of platonic friendships with women you should ask one of them to have sex with me right and um uh, and he's right I do I do have a lot of platonic friendships with women not trying to brag but uh, part of what makes those friendships work so well is that I don't ask any of them to have sex with Kevin like, he lets dishes soak you know what I mean like I'm not gonna Mario Kart A friend of mine like that. (laughs) And he'd be like, uh, he'd be like, no, I need to date an older woman, you know? I want to date a cougar, you know? I want to date a cougar. they like young men, right? Like... And it's like well, first like a couple things, Kevin. Like first, maybe don't refer to them as like older women, right? Because that's kind of like older than what like you, sand Like what are we talking about? Uh, and second, like like sure, like cougars. I mean, traditionally like younger men, but they like younger men not because like they're just younger. They want like a younger man, right? Like that's kind of the operative term. Like they want a man, somebody who's like who's like uh, got aspirations or dreams, who's like who's like healthy. You know what I mean? Like you're not. It's like we're not we're not men, Kevin. Like we we share a studio apartment together, <laughs> right? Like we eat cereal like out of the box, like, with our hands for dinner, and, like, you threaten to hit me when I beat you in Mario Kart, right? Like, we're not not men,
0: right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um... And he'd be like, no, there's this website you can go to. I've seen it. There's this cool website. It's so easy, dude. We can totally get laid. Uh, it's called CougarLife.com. Have you guys seen CougarLife.com? Are you guys familiar? Mm-hmm. You've seen no. 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 you yes. seen You haven't seen Cougar Life? No. It's made by the same people who did Ashley Madison, uh-huh. uh, which is, of course, the website where you can go to cheat on your wife. Um, which was, And that was, side note, That remember when the big hacking scandal was out and everyone was like, I can't believe that like Ashley Madison got hacked and people were like aghast that like somehow a website that let you cheat on your wife was like not on the level <laughs> of, and it's like anyway so uh so it's called Cougar Life um and it's a place where uh women can go and meet men who were born before they were yep. no after them yep
1: yeah. <laughs> That's
2: you know, thank you thank mm-hmm. you yeah yeah um and uh uh and ostensibly uh, uh hook up or whatever um and he showed me the commercial there's a commercial for it uh and it plays on, like, video game websites, which is so gross. Uh, uh, and it's, so so the, the commercial for it is set in a dark bar, right? And it's filled with just, like, it's just packed with millennials and earth tones. Um, so, you know, our people. <laughs> uh, uh, and they're all sitting and they're talking and they're chatting. But then, like, in walks this, like, very voluptuous blonde woman... Uh, probably in her 40s like in a red dress like very bosomy or whatever just for reference I'm just gonna call her sex mom from here out, just for our listeners at home <laughs> um, so anyway so sex mom comes in and she approaches the, she looks at the camera and she says are you tired of meeting the same girls at bars and then uh, uh, sex mom immediately goes and uh, uh, starts physically assaulting the woman at this bar there's a couple who's sitting at a high top table, and the girl is talking to the guy, and the girl's like, Oh, you work in computers? That's so nerdy. And then Sex Mom comes up to her and shouts at her, and she goes, You work in retail! You can't say that! And then she goes up to, and then she goes up to another girl who's like, "Oh no, I'm sorry, I can't have that appetizer. I'm a vegan." And Sex Mom literally grabs this woman by the shoulders and uh, and t- puts a funnel in her mouth and force feeds her a pulled pork sandwich. And then uh, and then she goes up to like some other girl and they're I don't know they're talking about the club or something. And then Sex Mom takes this girl, throws her to the ground, and takes her place across from her boyfriend. And then Sex Mom looks at this young man and is like, "How about I buy you a drink?" <laughs>
4: right. This <laughs> is a real commercial. It's
2: terrifying. It's um, uh, and, it's, and that's supposed to be marketed to me. You know, what I mean? like what is that? And that's so to deme- that's an insult. You know, like what am I supposed to think about that? Like, oh my God, men of the world rejoice! For a sex mom has arrived, Christ-like from the wilderness to drive the difficult tale out of the club, right?
4: <laughs>
2: she'll uh, she'll blow you. She'll make you pizza rolls or whatever. Something like that. So it's gross. <laughs> So I signed up. So I signed up for for Cougar Life. I bought a. I, I became a member. Uh, yeah, it's a forty dollars a month. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money. Um, I was lonely at the time um, and curious. It was a good combo. Uh, I uh, so I set up and I get on there. You make a little profile and you start meeting other people with like other profiles. Um, and nobody on this website is sex mom. You know what I mean? they regular. They're just regular human beings. And on their profile, it has a space where you can look, and, it's just, and it has a space for them to fill out, and they'll be like, here's why I want to date a younger man. And it's like, I want to date a younger man because, uh, and the reasons were like, uh, I want to date a, g- a guy who's going to be nice to me, I want to date a guy who's going to be good to my kids, I want to date a guy who doesn't have any addictions, I want to date a guy who's not an alcoholic, I want to date a guy who's got aspirations, I want to date somebody who's who's like still got a lot of like life left in him. Uh, like, they don't want to date a young man because they're, like, vampires. <laughs> like, they want, to, they want to date a young man because maybe a young man hasn't learned how to, like, fuck somebody over yet, you know? <laughs> and then there's a commercial they play for the... <laughs> there's, a, there's a commercial they play for the women, uh, uh, and it's um, and it's a shirtless marine walking around on a beach, and he's like, I just got out of the sandbox, I'm looking to travel, I'm ready to please, you know? <laughs> and that, that commercial is supposed to represent guys like me okay you
3: know
2: <laughs> like I'm not ex-military like I am pro-military kind of I was in a physical fight once I cried during <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, you've got people on one side of this thing uh, think of getting one thing and then people on one side of this thing think are getting another thing uh, and everyone's getting lied to so at this point it's just become regular dating right only it's $40 a month um, I did uh, uh, I did date an older woman once so and that was pretty cool mostly because um uh whenever we'd go out she would have little bags of snacks for me you
3: know what I mean like little
2: bags of, like Cheerios and, like Goldfish crackers and stuff uh and like we'd go to a restaurant and like the waiter would approach us and we'd be like does he want to drink and she'd be like no I I've gotta I've got squeeze it for him that's cool that little sit- <laughs> like A little seat I could sit in or whatever and if I ever wanted to uh if I ever wanted to make out I could just reach my arms up and be like up you know what I mean <laughs> that's that I left I left Google Life but that's that is my story yeah yeah Yeah.
0: Julie and everybody I kind of like Sex Mom I don't know how do we all feel about Sex Mom her real name's Julia
2: Ann can I say that she's a porn star oh in in the commercial yeah I I I did I told that story once at a show and then some guy comes up to me after he goes, you're thinking about Julianne. <laughs> like, oh, Okay.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, Damn. Good it really is a sex mom.
2: You
6: yeah, know, yeah. Uh, force feeding, I think, is classified by the UN as a form of torture. Is it? So, yeah. Fun yeah. fact. What? Well, That's what I can bring to the table here.
0: Sure. Other fun fact, pulled pork is delicious. Interesting. I mean, yeah.
1: Interesting. I'm, I'm, looking her up? I look, I'm looking up Julia Ann and the biggest point to note is I think Google is is editing a lot of her more graphic things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you she is even kind of like even it's a lot of like sexy boudoir shots, maybe bikini, underwear shots, but even like the prints of it of her clothing are very momish. Oh yeah. Like like Sure. Very bright coral colors, yeah, for a sure. lot of zebra prints. Yeah, absolutely. Does everyone
2: yeah. Google looks, she, she looks j- like she owns a Soda
1: Stream? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, she is big into jewel tones. Yeah. <laughs> Big yeah. into jewel tells
4: yeah, yeah,
2: sort so. of like a like a sexy cold water creek. <laughs>
4: <laughs> for, right yeah. for
1: sex mom.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Julianne, everybody. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna pass the mic over to so there's a couple Friedmans in the house actually. And this gentleman just graduated. That's why Claire's True. in town. Whoa.
5: right? Whoa. This is Andrew Friedman. First Whoa. time.
3: First time. First time. Whoa.
5: Uh, I'm gonna tell a story. It's I found this summer uh, that it's the only thing I'm happy talking about. It's about Jesus uh, (laughs) Christ. uh, These two are happy. It's about it's about (laughs) anime broadly, but we'll get to it. Um, so uh, so I traveled to Dallas one time. Brad just flicked me off. I I traveled to (laughs) Dallas one time, um, and when I was in Dallas, I was at a hotel for a thing that doesn't matter. And I uh, uh, right before I was in the hotel for this big thing, I showed up a little bit late and. I go to the desk to check in, and they're like, hey, sorry for the wait. And I was like, well, what do you mean, sorry for the wait? They're like, oh, there's an anime convention here, and they wouldn't leave. And I was huh. like, what? how long have people been waiting? And he was like, the people have been waiting about five hours for their rooms. And then, so I, I, I couldn't believe it. My friend said that they went up to their rooms, and like, there were windows broken, and there were, just their rooms were completely trashed. And there were literally people, this is not an exaggeration, there, I realized it was an anime convention, because there were people sprinting through the hallway... With their arms back
3: <laughs>
5: because they thought in real life that's how it works too that's how that's how detached they were and I think I think it really like i, I have I have come to love certain animes, and by that I mean one in particular, but we'll get to that uh, and I've and I, I found that the more people you get, the more people you get. Who love anime in a circle The more they love anime To an extent that is really just unacceptable It doesn't work like that with other things uh, But So I, I go up to my room Either way, I get my key, I go up to my room And I open the door And I see that there are actually people still in my room They haven't yet vacated my room And these people are all cosplaying I don't recognize them But they're, they're cosplaying certain people Who all happen to, at this point Be having sex with each other <laughs> And I was 17, and I was real thrilled. Uh, the, one, the one figure I was pretty sure I did recognize, though, was in the corner. I think it was the Grim Reaper. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure in the corner standing, not really doing anything with anyone know-how, was uh, the Harbinger of Death himself. So I decided I'm going to go back downstairs, and I go to the desk, and I kind of slowly go to the desk, and I go... Hey, And then right away, the guy behind the desk grabs a broom and goes, God damn it! And then we, <laughs> we go up the stairs, and he kind of shoes him out. He shoes him out. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's going to be the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I, I was, at that point, uh, I was a virgin. So I had, seen, I had seen a lot of sex in real life <laughs> before anything. That was, oh, uh, boy. I it, to me, to me, that felt like a big deal it doesn't feel like a big deal saying it out loud, but at the time, I was like, "Is that going to be my first experience with this? Most kids like walk in on their parents accidentally or like oh they I don't know like all these things and I saw a bunch of people dressed up <laughs> fucking each other, and don 't worry, death was there i i, I um the follow up is fast forward to this summer uh this summer, I went to Chicago um I, I was going to take a finance job in town, and I stood up to my family in some ways, uh, and I went to Chicago and was like, I'm going to work for a cool company and, and perform a lot in a big city, and I'm going to have a great time. Uh, what ended up happening is I watched uh, <laughs> I watched a very, this is a very real number, I watched 650 episodes of the hit anime One Piece. Uh, one Piece, if you don't know, uh, is a is a show that I love about about uh, the Straw Hat Pirates led by Monkey D. Luffy, who is on a quest to become the king of the pirates. Um, it is fantastic. It's everything I want in the in the world. I remember that one of my first reflections when I was watching it was, I had an AP Lang essay when I was a kid um, about. The, like, on the AP test it was should, would you prefer to have 100% self confidence or 100% self doubt and at the time I was like oh 100% self doubt because then you can critique yourself become better and then you just keep critiquing yourself and become better and better and then I watched one piece and Luffy was really confident and I was like you gotta be 100% confident <laughs> <laughs> Falls in baby this kid's gonna be king of pirates and, uh, <laughs> so uh, I slowly realized though I slowly realized as I was laying down eating empanadas watching this TV show that um uh this was that anime from the hotel. Uh, um, <laughs> oh. the, the they were dressed up as the the straw hat pirates because there was the boy with the hat. There's a match. Uh, there was a woman with red hair. There's a match. Um, but there was one person missing, one very particular uh, isolated figure, uh, the Grim Reaper. I had not. I I was watching the show when I was about. I don't know. I just finished the uh, Ennis lobby arc. Um, <laughs> that's real. And I I just finished a certain amount of episodes that was pretty deep in and I was like, I have not seen the Grim Reaper yet and I'm pretty sure that that's that's got to be a big enough element that it's going to come up. And then uh <laughs> and then sure enough, um, there is an there is a scary a scary plot where they're on an island in a very smoky area and they see a boat go by and there is a skeleton on board. And they're all very frightened by the skeleton and then it turns out that the skeleton is their friend and his name is Brooke. and he, believe it or not, is a perv. <laughs> and that's my story. <laughs>
4: oh, my God! No! So, okay, I know that there's a lot
0: of crazy shit in that story. For me, 650 is the sticking point. I don't know what I've engaged with 650
5: times.
6: Uh, That's it incredible. Is, how many have you watched
5: now? I'm at like 800. Well, there's 800 or not out, but I've been <laughs> keeping up with the manga because the manga released before the anime. Oh, <laughs> sure, yeah. 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 yeah,
2: How can you like the anime if you haven't read the manga?
5: Right? It's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I. Very early on, I was watching dubbed episodes, and then I watched subbed, and I was like, you know what? This is better. Really? Subtitles. Subs over dubs? Yeah, subs yeah, over dubs? You, Actually,
2: you no, that know, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah subs sub-titles. over dubs for
5: sure. Wow. So I was
0: thinking dubs over subs. Yeah. That's, yeah so
5: in it. a way, I read a lot this summer. Yeah. That's
0: impressive. Oh my god. What it, a fucking story. Holy it's also shit.
1: a lot like
6: I had heard. Dragon, it's I it's like each
1: part Dragon Ball Z in terms of its. Repetitive plot nature. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, if it ain't broke, you know. You know?
1: <laughs> if it ain't broke, repeat it. Keep it in, in
2: one perpituity. piece. In perpetuity. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
5: They're going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's,
2: the, the, there's only one piece. There is one piece. There is <laughs> only one piece. <laughs> <laughs> the Goldie <laughs> Roger left at the end of the is Green it?
5: Line. Whoever finds it is the crown of King of Fire. I I, my I, theory, my guy, yeah, my theory is that Goldie <laughs> Roger and Monkey D. Dragon are the same person, but boy, oh boy. <laughs> 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 but that is. Wow, that's gonna get you some stuff. Wait, is one talk. dead? Yeah, be yeah. some Monkey lot D. Dragon's
1: yeah. is alive.
5: Goldie Rogers dead. Monkey D. Dragon's alive. I think that he had someone take his place up on the thing, say what he wanted to say, got a tattoo, grew out his hair, crud his mustache. So oh, Luffy's boy. dad, so Luffy and Ace are brothers, is what that Right. Is. But we, yeah. we can
0: move on with the show. <laughs> 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 no, but definitely, like, we'll check back in with you when One Piece is done.
5: We gotta get some closure no. on your thoughts. But uh, okay. the writer, fun story, the writer said that he's about halfway through.
4: <laughs> and it's been going
5: since 1999. Oh, my um, God. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be like one of those, one of those uh, George R. R. Martin situations yeah. where everyone's like, oh, man, is he gonna, like, it's sad, but is he going to die before this? And then I looked it up, and Oda Ichiru, I think that's how you pronounce it, is 41 years old. So, I am in it for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're good. yeah absolutely. Yeah.
6: 1600, baby! 1600,
5: yeah. baby! Let me <laughs> die.
6: <laughs> the man
0: casting aspersions on One Piece right now is about to tell a story himself. Hello. You all remember Mr. Bradley Einstein. Hello. Yeah.
1: I hope they don't. I hope they don't. Of course um, they do. Great, so this is about Two Across Two America. Um, and I have been across many a state, seen many a beautiful. Thing, but one state holds the record for me of just the most fucked up life occurrences uh, just in one place. And that is the state of Iowa. And um, I just want to let you guys know that I am foregoing a story about smoking dope with a man who... Uh, Tamed wild turkeys and all of his best friends died in a skydiving accident. That's not the story that I'm going to tell. Also, that happened on the corner of Girl Scout and Gun Club Roads, which is a place that exists in (laughs) Iowa. Uh, Rather, I'm going to talk about a um, wedding that I went to some moons ago. And to give you an an idea of what I was expecting... I was going to the wedding of a family friend who at the time was the personal assistant to Christopher Nolan, most popular (laughs) at the time, for The Dark Knight. So I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be glitz. This is going to be glamour. This is going to be a motherfucking Hollywood. I'm going to meet... I'm going to... Uh, who knows? I'm going to meet maybe maybe not Heath Ledger, but at least the dude who put on, like, the smile, and he's going to tell me some crazy
0: stories. It's,
1: uh, it's going to be fantastic. And then we get to O'Hare, and then we get to, I don't know, D- Des Moines? Is that in Iowa? And then we just drive, and we keep driving, and... Th- Maybe people in the West recognize this. Maybe people in the East don't have this experience. But in Iowa, at some point, roads stop having names. And they just have numbers. And I found out later in that trip that uh, the roads have numbers because they used to have no numbers. (laughs) And then 9-11 happened. And then they passed a law where they said, every road, we need to be able to get to every road. So they just slapped on numbers. So, like, you'll have, like, Road 234, which was the only one that I remember. So, we were in the country where we were in Road 234. And let me tell you about the towns that live on Road 234. Um, this is the first 9-11 reference out of two. Um, so, <laughs> we, we get there. And and, and keep in mind, there, there are two what they call towns and what you might call just the uh why Trump won uh just the gutted remnants of a town that once existed and there's just like no, no, there's like no it's just like uh, population two thousand uh tumbleweeds uh, and no humans to to speak of uh, there was one restaurant for two towns, and we ate there numerous times on the weekend that I was there and the and the most notable thing about the restaurant was when you walked in. There was a giant framed picture of the Twin Towers and super uh, imposed in front of it, like not photoshopped, like closer to MS Painted, (laughs) uh, on top of the Twin Towers in the lower left-hand corner was just a pixelated baby wrapped in an American flag with no other context. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, and, and, um, yeah, we ate there numerous times, we stayed at a bed and breakfast that was run by two very nice people, and I hope what I'm about to say doesn't come off as disparaging, but, uh, three facts that you would, uh, that were very true of this place was, one, uh, of course this bed and breakfast was haunted, (laughs) two, Of course, their daughter could and did speak to all the ghosts. Because, three, of course, their daughter had Down syndrome. Which is not a... Like, it's hard. Like, I frame that as a joke, and I, like, I really don't mean to disparage anyone's mental state. It's just, like... Fuck! Of course, this is the situation we're about to walk into. Thankfully, this is fuck. Like, I feel like everybody's like, he, I, I don't. I mean, the ghosts weren't there because she wasn't there because she was running track at a at a, like a Special Olympics event. So thankfully, we did not have to deal with any of the ghosts because they apparently followed the daughter around. If you have a problem with any of that, blame it on the parents. I'm just telling you what I said. What, <laughs> Um, So, needless to say, at this point you're like, damn, you would probably need a drink. Yes, you would need to have a drink. Unfortunately, there was not a liquor store in this town. Why, I will answer you. Because the woman who ran the liquor store in the town died. (laughs) And instead of someone else starting up a new liquor store, Everyone just started making their own liquor. <laughs> uh, how do I know this? I will happily tell you. Uh, the, the wedding party put, up, put some si- uh, situations together. Like, so, hey, during the day, if you all want to do something. One was like a nice high tea where everyone could wear a fancy hat. But because it was kind of split down gender lines, I went with all the guys to the shooting range. Uh, at which point the father of the bride started showing off the homemade gun that he made from scratch. which was a pistol that sh- There was a pistol that you had to put on a sandbag and hold your shooting wrist with your other hand because it shot sniper rifle caliber bullets out of a homemade pistol. And uh, when we were there, I met this dude with no front teeth. Who was just bitching about the weed smoking libertarians in the town over? <laughs> who, uh, for fun, would just dig a hole in the ground, stuff gunpowder into the hole, put a bowling ball in the gunpowder, light the gunpowder, and just like the bowling ball would shoot out and then they wouldn't know where it went the point was just having the bowling ball anyway he was complaining about those guys because he found a bowling ball on his fucking property and then it was like hey y'all wanna come and drink my whiskey and I was like yes but my dad was also like yes but then my mom texted us and we couldn't go uh, but uh one of the more deeply unsettling uh, uh, moments uh, was uh, one of the other attractions in town was there was a, uh, like, general store kind of thing where you could buy a lot of, like, uh, little things, like little Iowa shot glasses. You could buy a, uh, a, t- uh, a, camo- a camo hat with a Jesus fish on it, that, that sort of thing. And upstairs was a bunch of uh was it was the entire floor was dedicated to a model train set. And uh we were looking at it. It was pretty impressive. Like a giant model train set, very impressive. And then I just hear from behind me is a, is a gentleman uh his voice and he says, "You want to see something cool?" <laughs> and the answer to do you want to see something cool? Should always be no, because you, like, I don't think any you ever really want to see something cool. But then that, the gentleman leads me to, you <coughs> sorry, uh, oh, that was a graphic sneeze on my part. Uh, gentleman leads me to an area that is a built up town. So the, the, the train chugga chugga choo choo's through the ch- town, and he points, <coughs> oh, Oh, I didn't sneeze. I just went. Ah, what the fuck is going on? Okay. Anyway, so he points out this uh, building, which is a tiny building. It's like a doll. It's smaller than a dollhouse building. And he's like, look in that window. And I and I look into the window, and it's a well-apportioned office. But in the office are two tiny die-cast naked people, and they're graphically. Fucking
3: <laughs>
1: and and I, I'm looking at like like they are just fucking on this tiny desk. And and I'm looking at and I'm looking at them and then I look at him and he's just nodding and smiling to me. And I'm looking back at it and I realize that this man I've never met before spent hours <laughs> detailing these people's naked bodies, like painting them like they had nipples. And <laughs> It was upsetting uh, This story really doesn't have an ending <laughs> Other than uh, I really recommend Just for you to understand America Is just drive to Iowa Until you hit Where the streets only have numbers And then you know You might discover Not just die cast naked people But Maybe a Little Bit of Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I think I landed
4: that.
0: Ooh, I think check. I landed that.
5: Absolutely
0: good. And that I think guy's I landed guy's that guy. Thank you. How is it nice to with the U2 song because Bono doesn't say the streets don't have numbers. Just yeah, yeah. The names. streets
1: have no names. Yeah, but the no, have no names.
4: Numbers they, are fine. They, they have, have numbers.
1: Yeah. So, no Chris Nolan? The, oh my God. I didn't even get that. There was no Christopher Nolan. He didn't show up. It was a beautiful ceremony. It turned out the town had, like, one of those empty buildings turned out to be a really cool wedding venue. Oh, shit. Uh, It was really cool. The people who got married are really fantastic. And it was, to this day, the best vacation my family had together.
4: (laughs) It was
1: was fantastic.
0: Brad Einstein.
6: Yeah. Yeah. What a
0: fucking story. I want to hear from our returning friend...
4: Oh, who's that, Eric? Uh,
0: I think it is Claire Friedman! What? Oh, I should set this up on the pod. So, our trips kind of intersected because this is the end of my tour and Claire and Brad have just started a month-long road trip themselves and Mm -hmm. their dog. Yes. Who's not here. Here. And
6: uh, Yeah, our dog who, uh, bailed, frankly, on uh, coming to the show. Just like everyone else. Just like everybody. Uh... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Brad and I are on a trip all the way from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific and back through Canada, through the United States, through some national parks that maybe aren't going to be there for too long. So so we're doing that. We got to meet up with Eric. It's great. But uh, let me tell you why we started the Atlantic Ocean. Because uh, I don't know if you guys remember from the uh, last time I was on the podcast, but I moved I'm a fancy New York lady now. New York City. New York City. Ooh. Fancy New York. York City. And man, let me let me tell you, the glitz and the glamour—it's all true. <laughs> wow, what a what a glitzy, glamoury place. So, let me take you on a journey. That's right, it's a vignette story. Mm. Whoa, let's go. <laughs> uh, the uh, Brad and I got all of our all of our life things into into our uh, New York apartment and and we were unpacking and it was terrible and we hated ourselves uh, and each other but it got done but there was one night in particular where uh I, I had about seven bags of trash that I was taking out to the sidewalk because, as we all know, New York is a garbage city full of garbage. <laughs> and, and trash just goes out on the sidewalk. And one of them was full of kind of paper and cardboard and things, and so I put it down, and it's January or December, and a gust of wind catches it and blows it into the street. Before I can run after it, three cars hit it, and trash goes everywhere. Oh. And I say, well, I'm a litterer now. And uh, that's just how... Life became It's its just there's trash everywhere All the time uh, And and I, that really felt like it, it reached it's peak for me When I was walking through Tribeca And looking in the window of this boutique That probably had, that had this dress That was probably three times My already exorbitant rent And next to it was a queen size mattress That had been there for at least three days <laughs> And I thought to myself Man I'm a fancy New York lady now <laughs> Here we go. What a, what a fancy, fancy place this is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, while I've been there as well, I've been making some, making some work contacts. Been trying, to, been trying to work with people. Met, met up for brunch with a friend of mine and uh, a very, very nice woman who happened to work at a, a podcast company that I applied for a job at. My, my friend said, I think you guys would really like each other. Get along. We had a great brunch. You know, the kind of brunch where you're just sitting around after the, after the, the check has been paid and chatting, and I leaned forward and uh, I said to them, Excuse me for a minute, and I walked very abruptly in the middle of a sentence away from the table because I had just shit myself. Oh, no. For the first time <laughs> what? as an adult woman, I actively shit <laughs> not my pants because I was wearing a cute skirt. I shit oh. my cute skirt. And I stood up and I said, excuse me. And I walked downstairs and uh, took care of myself the best I could. Uh, Walked back up. I said, let's all leave immediately and hugged them goodbye. And then I said, oh, I left my cell phone at the table, which I hadn't. I just had to shit again. (laughs) So that was a long walk home. uh, About a mile of, of figuring out where I could duck in and duck out while I just... Tried to make it work until I got home to my beautiful boyfriend, and he said, "How was it?" And I said, "I can't talk to you right now. I just shit myself." <laughs> you know why I shit myself? Because I'm a fancy New York lady. I'm a fancy lady. It was a fancy. Not. A, uh, uh, let me tell you, I, uh, I'm a fancy, fancy New York lady. I, I get upset when it snows and the Starbucks close because. For some reason, they did that at 3 p.m. because they're garbage pussies. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm so fancy. I'm such a fancy New York lady. I got a fancy New York lady job. Got a fancy New York job. Uh, set up, set up this interview. G- going over to interview. Uh, who cares? At the Tribeca Film Festival, you can look it up on my on my internet. So whatever.
4: Really? Tri- tri- in the Tribeca Film
6: Festival. Ha- had such a good opportunity. Gonna get in a. Oh, I'm running late for my interview? What's that? Better get in a car uh, uh, lift, <laughs> since we all stopped using Uber. Uh, got, got in the back of the lift, had my uh, Trenta Black Ice Tea, sweetened light water light ice like I have every day, and uh, was sipping in the back of the car. and was getting closer to Manhattan and was thinking, you know, I'm getting a little car sick, but I think I'm okay. And uh, pulled up to the building, and I walked up to the doorman, and I said, hi, I'm here... Uh, for an interview on the fifth floor And he said let me call up real quick And I was looking at him waiting And I thought I'm going to throw up And I did <laughs> Right there In my mouth I kept it in oh, oh. And I went, I went uh, Out to the front door And I held the door open With my high heeled foot And threw up onto the sidewalk got, Collected myself Threw up one more time Collected myself Went up to the doorman and said, so should I go up or is she coming down? And he said, you should go up. And I said, thank you very much. I popped a piece of gum. And I did the interview and got the job. Because I'm a very fancy, fancy New York lady.
4: Yeah, fancy New York lady.
6: And let me tell you something about that job. You know who worked in that building? One miss, Malia Obama. Whoa. And she usually got to work just after the time that I threw up on the sidewalk. <laughs> so... Malia Obama could have walked through my vomit.
4: Well, wow. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
6: yeah. That's a fancy New York lady for you. Had so many fancy New York experiences. Falling in puddles. Hitting Willem Dafoe with a sandwich. <laughs> it's, been, it's been such a fancy time. You know, everything is glitz and glamour when it comes to the old C. Friedman life. Um, that said, I miss everyone. And, uh, you know, I went seven years... In Chicago with, without ever seeing a penis on the subway. <laughs> New York took a month and a half. <laughs> Thank you. Fancy New York ladies! Fancy New York ladies! <laughs> oh, Claire, it's so good to have you back.
0: We'll have to get you back on like an, uh, a live show with, <laughs> with the crowd and this stuff. This
6: is a live show, Eric. in, in, in,
1: in New York's defense, it was my penis, and it was because <laughs> I had a fish hook in it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a fancy
1: New York yeah. boy. Fancy New York boy? Yeah,
0: I
2: am now. you got, you got so- Oh, I see. Yeah. I am. Oh, man. Fish, okay. yes. oh, yeah, that's one way to. Yeah.
5: You should let <laughs> Malia Obama know that I didn't even apply to Harvard. Can you do that? Do that can you can <laughs> do- yeah. No. yeah, can you talk you, to Malia? Should, You can guys know, are like vomit swings. Yeah, I was on an
6: elevator with her once, wow. and I was walking into the elevator and thought, oh, I know her. And I thought, I know her because that's Malia Obama.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that shows. I, that shows so much, like, discretion on your part that I am truly impressed.
6: <laughs> we were in the elevator, I said nothing.
1: Yeah, you got it. That that's <laughs> impressive. For a day.
2: And they appreciate it, that. You know Molly it, Obama appreciates that. Yeah. yeah. Do, do
1: you think that your body is just, like, genuinely, physically repulsed by any sort of networking?
4: <laughs> it just
6: it's
1: a good... I like that.
6: You know what I felt good about is I didn't do that, and I was like, famous people probably come through here all the time. Like, nobody's going to be, like, excited about Billy Obama. And then my coworker, who I believe is the daughter, she's, you know, 40-something. She, I think her parent wow. is a director of movies. You didn't
1: have to out her for her age.
6: <laughs> well, no. I I'm Bored. Um, but... Uh, she, she, she like, hangs out with famous people on the reg, and she came in one day, she was like, oh, I was in the elevator with Malia
4: Obama!
6: <laughs> and everyone was like, oh my god, I saw her once, it was crazy. Everyone was, like, so much more excited right. about Malia that makes than you, any celebrity. That makes
0: you cooler than the rest of them. Yeah, because I was
6: like, Psh, you I totally to kept my cool you. around it. No, I immediately it? put it on Twitter, what are you guys talking <laughs> about?
0: Do you think it's stress
2: that give you those, the jumblies?
6: Uh, I think it was car sickness from all the iced tea I drink. Okay. Because sure. I didn't eat food with I'm it. I'm with
2: you. Just because I've, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of career people that I know who in high pressure situations have sharded. Like, I oh. know three. I know three people. I get one of them right home after the fact. Ooh, oh, wow. That's very nice. Yeah. I'm, a um, very I'm a good guy. You're a very good guy. Yeah, I, I think
6: uh, I think it was... Maybe an excess of raisins? I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, raisins will do that. There's
0: too much fiber in raisins. They, r- well.
2: They've really... I don't know who did that, but they were a man
0: In my opinion, raisins are not that different from prunes. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> who knows what? <laughs> it's very, controversy alerts. Very oh, wow. Scott Ackerman-style oh, joke. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so before we get out of here, this is the last stop of the tour, and Yay! I've been... Woo! Uh, yeah, thank you. I've been challenging myself to speak at every stop except for LA, so I'm gonna I'm gonna reflect on the tour a little bit before we go. So let me uh let let's talk about this tour that I, I quit my job and kind of in the span of three weeks I'm like, fuck it. I've always wanted a tour. This is the only probably chance in my life I'm gonna get to do this. Let's do it. And so we did it. I think through sheer force of will, uh got seven shows, which is not too shabby, and it was a really good time, so I'm gonna share it was maybe the best two weeks of my life.
4: I'm going to share... <laughs> maybe.
0: So I'm going to share with you guys some, uh, some reflections from my tour. It, this is also going to be vignette style, taken from a page from Fancy New York Claire.
2: Fancy, uh, Fancy lady. New York, Fancy lady.
0: So I ate a lot of burritos on the road, and let me tell you, maybe the best burrito I've ever had was in, in this cantina on uh, Mission Street in San Francisco, and the worst I ever had was at a gas station in Oregon. <laughs> and they were back-to-back, rural Oregon. So, avoid the burritos in rural Oregon. Uh, I did a lot of Airbnb and a lot of staying with friends. I stayed in three hotels, and the best hotel was a $25 hotel in downtown Vegas with a $3 resort fee, which if you know Vegas, that's incredible, because resort fees are like $40 there now, thanks to the future Las Vegas Raiders. Um... So it was $28, and the reviews on Expedia were terrible. And it was great. It was like an efficiency apartment. Like, it was super clean, friendly staff, easy checkout, dog-friendly. It was great. I paid double that for the first Roche Motel I've ever stayed in, like, literal Roche Motel, in Redding, California. And double that for a shitty-ass place in Fargo last night because I got stuck behind traffic and got too late to check into my Airbnb. So uh, Vegas is great. I guess the moral of that vignette uh, it's surprisingly easy to tour with a dog, like, a lot easier than I would have thought. She's obviously not here right now, because Claire's parents are being very kind to her. she bailed. Oh, yeah, Claire, no, oh, because my dog bailed, that's right, AC's a, she's rough. No, but, like, there's a lot of dog-friendly venues in the world, which is pretty cool. She got to hang out at NerdMelt in Los Angeles, she got to hang out at the Knockout in San Francisco, uh, the only thing that my dog kept me from, this is absolutely true, after the Nerd Melt show, most of the crew went to um, this Thai place across the street, and Gary Anthony Williams bought everybody dinner. Fucking Prince. They wouldn't let me in because my dog didn't have service dog papers. And then, halfway through dinner, this is totally true, one of the guys in LMFAO showed up at the Thai place and just started like hanging out and taking pictures of the people. He was dressed like he was in the... Like, videos, like that's just how he goes out. Yeah, like, he just goes out looking like LMFAO. no. So I miss LMFAO because of my dog. That was the only thing my dog cost me this whole trip. Uh, I mentioned at the top I've been binging you talking you two to me thanks to Mary Beth Smith. I think it's really helpful to have a podcast to binge on a trip. That's when I first heard Serial was on a road trip. And it's cool because when you don't feel like playing DJ, like if your mind is on the road or on something else, you can just go to the next episode of the podcast. So I've made it all the way up to where, currently, where they're actually going to interview you two on the next episode, which was like a pipe dream when the show started. So it's kind of exciting to follow this dumb comedy podcast that ends up having like a narrative arc. It's cool. So thank you, Mary Beth, for that recommendation. Uh, I realize I've been spoiled by late night food in Chicago. Uh, It is too easy to just go on Grubhub at like 1 a.m. and have... 30 options for food delivery. Guess how many there are in Fargo, North Dakota uh, at 10:30 p.m. There was one, and it was a pizza place that literally only served pizza and like chicken wings for an appetizer. They didn't have sandwiches or anything. I don't really want a pizza by myself at 10:30 p.m. So I had to go out to downtown Fargo to try to find something I could pick up, and there was like two restaurants open for that. So I had a similar experience. Really in Seattle at 9:30 p.m. on a Sunday, could not find any delivery. Uh, that wasn't pizza in the neighborhood I was staying. Spoiled by Chicago. And all the wonderful Mexican restaurants that would bring you food anytime you want. Uh, I did drop off laundry for the first time in Seattle because I only had a week of clothes. And it was the most decadent and wasteful I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> it was $20 to do a bag of laundry, which if you multiply that, that would be about $80 a month to do laundry. How the fuck do people do this all the time? That's fucking crazy. I It probably cost me four dollars all together to do um, two weeks of laundry um, that's crazy holy shit I don't know how you people live a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people do that <laughs> it's fucking crazy um, do you do drop off laundry no good
6: a lot of <laughs> you just gestured to be like I don't know how you people you people like the podcast people <laughs> Katie
0: does it Katie Johnson Smith does it Chris Geiger does it I'm
4: outing, outing you, you guys on yeah podcast.
0: Hot, hot takes um, I ate a lot of french fries guys <laughs> French fries are like the best road food because they're easy to eat on the road. i probably had them literally at least once a day if not twice a day this whole trip. I'm going to try not to eat french fries like all summer, let's see how long I last when I get back home. But uh, they're also great because they're also a dog friendly food. You give basically a couple here and there, it was great. So that's all the bullshit stuff that I learned, but then there are some real things. You know I said when I set out, if you listen to my first episode, uh, the tour kickoff, I said I wanted to do this to feel like a rock star. And that didn't really end up happening. Like, touring is a thing that rock stars do, but nothing nothing of what I did made me feel like that. The closest I got was in San Francisco. I said I was going to play a Bruce Springsteen song, and one person in the audience who had heard the podcast cheered. That person was Shelby Fongen's mom. (laughs) But it was still very sweet that she was excited for me to play Bruce Springsteen. But I kind of just felt like a dopey comedian the whole time. And that's fine. It was really fun. Didn't feel like a rock star. It did make me feel younger, though, which is really weird. Like, I, I also said on the kickoff, I'd spent, like, the last three and a half years working 50 to 60 hour weeks and kind of letting relationships wither and just foregoing all these commitments to work. And, and this kind of helped reset me, which is what I was really hoping for. It, what really started doing it was when you get out west, the, like, speed limits go way up, right? So I was driving, like, 80 miles an hour for the first time... In probably a decade. I'm like, holy shit, I used to drive this fast all the time. And then it started to feel really good to go that fast. And I just kept doing it, no matter what the speed limit was. (laughs) And it felt really good. So I'm breaking the law here. But man, that was cool. It was cool to go fast. And I'm a good-ass driver. I drove through a snow and ice storm in Montana two days ago. It was scary. And I made it. 45 minutes before they closed the highway, it was so dangerous. But I made it. But it felt good. It made me feel like a kid again. And most importantly, and this is so appropriate that I'm here with four other wonderful people, what this show really, this tour really did was it, it brought friendships into my life front and center. I couldn't have done this without my friends, without people giving me a place to stay, reaching out to their friends to do shows, giving me some money at the kickoff party so I could afford to eat on the road. It was really wonderful. So I think what I'm really taking away from this, besides like 12 episodes of this podcast... Is really good connections with people all across America I'm pointing to the ceiling yeah. at least west of the Mississippi and I felt really good so that's my kind of wrap up on this tour is uh I feel really good about the relationships that I've made and helped foster again and I'm really happy that I did this and I don't know what comes next because I'm currently unemployed but damn <laughs> I'm really glad I did this so With that said, me and Claire are gonna do a song that we have done prior, and it—it's really good. It's kind of like an Eric and Claire classic, and it was in my head the whole time. I'm also stealing this from your farewell show. Oh.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello thank Yay! you everybody
0: God it was so good to perform with you again Claire Yay! guys Yay! thank you this has been Nerdalogs production If you'd like to help make more things like this please visit patreoncom nerdalogs to donate today and go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff Thanks for being awesome
4: Thank you all thank you all. I am grabbot23548x.